0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday the 7th of October and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to you can pause the PowerPoint slide here and read our disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast you can head on over to our website marcustoday.com and read the disclaimer there and if you're watching on a video or a podcast and you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community we'd love to have you as part of that please head on over to that website marcus.today.com.au, and you can sign up there for a 14-day free trial all right well let's see what we have in store for us today but certainly a more positive day although as we saw yesterday things can upset that apple cart and we did see that yesterday with our market taking the strong lead from overseas and running with it to begin with but then we saw the rbnz the reserve bank of new zealand raising rates which was hardly unexpected it had been in the wind for some time and also apra clamping down a little bit tapping the brakes on housing loans that just Did disrupt the market yesterday, and we did see a fall in the index reversing those early gains. Maybe we can hang on to them today. SPY futures up 33 points, or nearly half a percent to 72.10, but we're still bobbling around. Volatility is the name of the game at the moment. The Dow Jones in the U.S. closing up 0.3 of a percent after some early losses there on the Dow. NASDAQ also doing well last night, up 0.47 of a percent, 68 points to 14,502, and the S&P 500 up 18 points or 0.41 percent, just in the middle for diddle 4364. What turned the Dow around? It was showing, I think, at worst around 460 points down, but we did see Mitch McConnell from the Republican Party. Uh, say that they would be happy to kick the can down the road till December. We have seen Janet Yellen and the Treasury Department saying that October the 18th would be the deadline when the government ran out of money without an extension of the debt ceiling. It is all politics. If you think that the US is going to default on its loans, then you are badly mistaken. That will not happen. But we have seen lockdowns ...or um, lockdowns of the budget at least in the past with that debt ceiling... Push the government to suspend payments, furlough workers that are being paid by the government for some days while they sort it out, but a default by the u s government is pretty much unthinkable and I think Janet Yellen has said that, and it may even come to the trillion dollar coin at the worst comes to the worst. the vix index down slightly one point four one percent to twenty one that range still sixteen to twenty two For the VIX. And what is driving at the moment part of this uh, volatility is the question of inflation or greenflation, as we have seen Uh, one CNBC commentator talking about that this morning greenflation being uh, energy prices being pushed up as the world goes towards a more greener economy there is some growing pains there and we have seen oil and gas prices and coal prices through the roof in recent times especially in Europe and we saw last night Vladimir Putin has very kindly offered to help Europe out of its gas crisis at the moment. Uh, very nice of him anyway we had uh, the oil price and gas prices coming off last night brent crude down 1.8% dollar 48 to 81.08 still a pretty big uh, price there and WTI down a dollar fifty to seventy seven forty three one point nine percent there. Uh, once you get back into your cars and we're allowed to travel, you might get a bit of sticker shock when you go to fill up the car with petrol. I noticed last night a dollar eighty nine in one of my local stations as opposed to one fifty five it was for the last couple of weeks. So the garages are getting ready to hike prices as we get in our cars and are allowed to travel. Gold up 0.9 of a dollar, 90 cents, 17.61.80, hardly moving the dial. Iron ore, of course, we've got China still closed for that golden week holiday, pretty much unchanged. The Aussie dollar, 72.75. In other commodities, we had copper down 0.8, nickel down 0.2, aluminium down 0.2, zinc down 1.1, lead down 0.9, tin up 0.7, uh, one Coal price we saw was down 21%. I looked at ICE, coal futures, they were down 14%. But coal has been the best performing commodity in the market this year. It is up a staggering, I think 160 odd percent on some measures. So coal has been the word, uh, that's for sure. As far as the uh, chart goes on the Dow, Here we go. We have the S&P 500 overnight. You can see that early swoon, and then it's stabilized and pushed higher, as we saw news that the debt ceiling has been pushed out, at least for the time being, to December. So that October 18th deadline doesn't look as if it's quite so important now uh, that Janet Yellen was talking about. So a good recovery in the U.S. markets last night. The S&P 500 and the Nasdaq only around five or six percent below their all-time highs. So although we've had a pullback, it's hardly a massive pullback at the moment. In terms of stocks that are uh, of interest, we had uh, the likes of Freeport, McMoran down one and a half percent. Alcoa had a big drop last night, down 4.1. Tech Group uh, down 4.9. Anglo-American down 2.9 percent. U.S. Steel Fell 8.65% last night. And BHP and Rio in American ADRs, that's American Depository Receipts, were up around 1% for the pair. As far as uh, tech stocks go last night, Apple was up 0.6, Facebook up 0.2, Google up 1.1, Microsoft up 1.5, it hip to be square at 1.3. And the overnight headlines last night, uh, Biden and Xi, President Xi, plan a virtual meeting before the end of the year, the US says. And copper has led the declines in metals as growth concerns intensify. But those growth concerns certainly don't seem to be of a concern in the global energy market, where we have seen those prices push through the roof. Sweden, Denmark, halt Moderna's COVID shot for younger people. And European gas prices surge 40%, prompting EU lawmakers to pledge action to protect the economy. That's where Vladimir Putin comes in. Uh, Certainly, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline is part of that solution the russians to help the europeans a uk gas prices surged to a record high and we had boris johnson addressing the conservative party conference yesterday and claiming that the aUKUS or awkward alliance between the us australia and the uk would not have been possible under uh, the eu laws pre-brexit which is absolute tosh because the french can Anybody can work out their own defence contracts and arms sales without any recourse to the EU. So once again, Boris talking rubbish. And uh, we have the deepening energy crisis in India is setting off some inflation alarm bells. Apple suppliers as well. Energy disruption threatens supply chain in China. This energy price rise is the big talking point at the moment, coupled with tapering and that debt ceiling. And the IMF has shaved global growth forecasts, a contrast between advanced and developing economies. And Germany had some nasty factory orders last night. They fell 7.7% in August. A 2.2% drop was expected by consensus as supply squeeze bites. As far as what's on today, we got some economic data, weekly payroll data. And yesterday, of course, we had APRA kicking off the move on some liar loans and also increased stress testing of new loan applications we've seen those uh, rises with bhp and re-up around one percent and tesla up point three last night microsoft up one and a half Um, but apple could be hit with a u an eu antitrust charge over its nfc chip technology and that may mean that it has to open up that technology to other players on its platform 10-year yields, a big driver of the market at the moment. We've got US 10 years at 1.52. Australia, though, steamed into the head yesterday and uh, leading that charge 1.6%. And Germany now minus 0.18. That's been a big drop for them as well. They were around 0.36, 0.4% in terms of that 10-year yield. So that's seen a big drop there. Industrial orders fell more than expected in August, and EBR Systems, which is a US-based heart pacemaking device group, set to kick off its IPO in the next few weeks, raising $110 million, and a big US fund manager, GQG Partners, heading to the market. The price was set at around 16.5 to 18 times forecast profit raising around a billion dollars in a float. And this will mean more competition for Magellan. Just what it needs after those funds under management data yesterday showed a big drop in FUM. No fun for F, for FMG or MFG rather. Uh, so uh, pressure remains for them. that will re- mean that, that GQG Partners uh, Fund will be valued at around five and a half, six billion dollars. And two companies, two in the companies in the telco space, 2Degrees and Orcon, have shelved their IPO plans and they've entered merger talks. And China, in the face of rising and steeply rising coal prices, is softening its ban on Aussie coal, being pragmatic as ever the Chinese. Uh, higher prices have led to that pragmatism. And 450,000 tonnes of good old-fashioned Aussie coal has entered the country recently. Question of the day today, what would you buy for your kids as a forever stock? This was a question that I got asked yesterday on Ausbiz, talking about that in the newsletter today in Henry's Take. What stock would you buy for your kids as a forever stock? A couple of examples, uh, one of our subscribers uh, bought CSL in the float and has never sold it and has done extraordinarily well out of that. Same when a lot of people bought CBA in the float and have done extraordinarily well out of those. A lot of people bought Telstra in the various different floats and haven't done quite so well. But what would your forever stock be? If you had to buy one stock for the kids, one stock to rule them all, what would that stock be? That's it for me today. Head on over to the Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there. It's a great group. Three and a half thousand members. Members helping members is the motto there. And if you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community, uh, we'd love to have you on board. You can head on over to marcustoday.com dot au you can sign up there for a free trial if you're listening to this on a podcast why not give us a go for a couple of weeks see what we have to offer and see how we can help you make money in the market and make some sense of this current volatility don't forget today chris is doing his chart chat at 12 30 and i am doing my ask the analyst next friday the 15th at 5 p.m coinciding with the end of the one stock picking competition. So we might have a little look at that as we go next Friday. That's it for me today. Let's hope it's a better day today than it was yesterday.